If you want to start to take things to the next level, but you're not sure what's holding you back, then feel free to take my quiz. It's called the What's Holding You Back quiz, and you can find it at www.christinecorcoran.com.au slash quiz. It will take you through eight simple questions and then take you to your results, which will break down the main fear that's holding you back and ways to overcome it and resources to help support you overcoming it. Check it out and let me know which fear is holding you back. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today I had the pleasure of interviewing the beautiful Allie Swift. Allie is a mindset and marketing coach, social media strategist, writer and speaker for high performing women who are ready to share their unique blend of magic with the world and truly be seen so that they can connect authentically with their customers online and grow their heart-centered businesses. Our conversation today dives into what it takes to harness your own unique magic, the fear of showing up online and starting before you're ready, what stops people from discovering their uniqueness and what holds people back from showing up online, the strategies to overcome the fear of being seen, comparisonitis, how to cultivate community online, how to navigate business online soulfully, how to move past the expectation to be seen as an expert and using a CEO mindset to move through self-doubt and non-action. Ali has built a multiple six-figure coaching business in under two years and has supported her clients as they've created five-figure launches, doubled their income, and completely transformed their businesses and lives through both mindset and marketing. Let's jump into the episode and let me introduce you to Ali Swift. Thank you so much for joining me, Ali. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Such a pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited to jump into this conversation to talk all things marketing mindset because I'm not disconnecting them. I'm not going to say marketing and mindset because I believe it's all one. And with our conversation we've already had so far, I believe that you're also on that on that journey, on that path and being able to blend that for people. So to just to get a bit of an insight for everybody listening, I would love for you to share your journey and what it is that you do. Absolutely. So I am a yeah mindset and marketing coach. I work with high-performing women who are ready to tap into their authentic blend of magic so that they can explode their heart-centered businesses and win clients online. So I've been in business for, uh, I never know how to answer this because it's always, it, you can you know look at different dates, but around about two and a half years now. Um, prior to that, I worked in marketing for a little over a decade. So um, my background is very much in the work that I do now. Um, but my journey was one that I feel so many women can relate to where um, I was yeah, working in corporate, I went straight from university to my career. Um, and I was always like very type A, very driven, knew that I wanted to do incredible, you know, career work in the world. Um, moved to London straight out of uni and kind of blagged my way into getting some really great jobs and mentors, um, and then traveled back to Australia and worked in yeah, both agencies in the UK, over in Sydney, and now um, back in Perth, Western Australia, where I am now. And I loved my work, absolutely loved my work. But I, I found that, especially over time, I became more and more disconnected. And I felt like I wasn't contributing anything massively of value to the world. It was that feeling of going to bed at night going, what did I actually contribute today? Um, have I actually done anything to make the world a better place? Have I actually done anything that yeah, has truly solved problems um, when often I felt like I was just spending a lot of my time in, you know, corporate politics. Yeah. Um, and I found that, 
yeah, that, that just continued to increase. And as I started to manage team and um, do all of those things, I, I really realized that the two things that I loved most were supporting women and watching them as they expanded and stepped into their leadership and, you know, truly understood the power of their mind to grow and evolve as, as humans. Um, and also I, I really did love marketing, but I just didn't feel like the marketing strategies and the way that I was using marketing and the, the clients that I was working with were necessarily the type of marketing that I wanted to do. And so I started following um, people online. I was following women like Melissa Ambrosini and um, women like Rachel McDonald, who is a dear girlfriend now, um, for a long time and sort of going, if they can do that, I know that I can too. I, I know that there's this other way of, of showing up and all roads led back to the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. So after stalking them for a little while, I signed up and studied life coaching. And I was doing that on the side for a little while while I was in a head of strategy role uh, here in Perth. And I thought that that might be the initial thing I needed. You know, I could just do coaching on the side and that would satisfy those desires. I quickly found that a lot of the women that I was working with wanted me to do life coaching with them, but also business coaching because of, you know, the experience that I had in using marketing to, to build incredible businesses. And so, um, realized that that was a massive opportunity and in doing so, my business started to grow and develop on the side to the point where I couldn't sustain it any longer and quite literally had a um, breakdown moment on my lounge room floor of, I just can't do this anymore. I need to leave the corporate world, which is what I did. Uh, and then transitioned over into my business and um, it's really grown and scaled in quite incredible ways over the last couple of years. Um, very intentionally, I started working um, mostly one-to-one -one with my clients. In fact, I built up my business entirely around one-to-one -one coaching initially. Um, and then I got to a point where I began loving teaching in other ways. So I started launching courses and now I do both some high level one-to-one -one coaching, um, but more if you want to work with me in a coach capacity, it's through my Swift Marketing Mastermind. And then I also launch courses as well. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Sounds amazing. And I just love that because I'm such a firm believer of the fact that business and mindset go together. You cannot have one without the other. You cannot do one without the work in the other. It's so intertwined and mindset is so powerful, especially when it comes to business and marketing. So I love that that's where that's led you. And it's so true. Like I can relate to that as well. I came from corporate background and felt like I was selling my soul and then it all transitioned very similar. So that's so cool. So what I'd love to dive into is that you talk about how you help women to own their unique magic. So what for you, what's your definition of unique magic and how do you help women do that? So when we are starting our businesses, so often we just, we don't recognize or honor what it is that makes us unique in our work. And because I specialize in online business, what I see as being something that is so crucially important is being really aware about what our uniqueness looks like. So what is the combination of characteristics, traits, you know, personality that makes us us? What are the ways that we communicate? What are um, the things that our friends compliment us on? The things our clients compliment us on? What are those attributes that really make up our complete individual essence because in in a time where so many of us are wanting to start online businesses and we see um, people who are potentially similar to us who have these businesses online that we want to emulate it's really easy to aim to follow those cookie cutter solutions and um, you know follow the ways that other people are doing things that have come before us but so often I find that that really doesn't work and I'm just so not not a believer or a fan of cookie cutter solutions at all and I find that doesn't work because we're not actually harnessing or tapping into what makes us us first and so it's a really beautiful combination of both really getting aware of what that is and allowing ourselves to, to go there. So it does involve a lot of mindset work in terms of uncovering that because the thing I hear most from women is, well, I'm, I'm not unique. I'm not special. I'm not this. But 
we really need to go to those places because if we're going to be selling ourselves and our businesses to our incredible clients, then we need to own that first and foremost um, and really own that confidence. So that in essence is what Unique Blend of Magic is. And really, I just find that that is that is the basis of then knowing how you can interact, communicate, share, create community, show up online. Um, you know, it dictates everything from um, your strategy to how you build community to what sort of products and services you sell. It, it really um, is the basis of everything. And so, yeah, I, I find that when we do that work, we have a much better ability to actually create faster results because we know what it is that's unique about that person and we can start from that place. And isn't that sad that we see other women doing what we want to do and yet the first thing is that we turn it to ourselves like we're not unique, like that we're different to them and we compare. What do you think that is that stops women from owning their own magic? I think it's a combination of things. I think that there is uh, I think that because I, I work with, you know, high performing women and I think that it's really, it's human nature for us to look at how other people have done things that we want to do. And I have absolutely done that myself, but, and that's okay if you're doing it from the perspective of being inspired by those other people. Where it gets dangerous is when you treat everything that someone else has done as pure gospel and try and emulate and follow, you know, that step-by-step -step process. And I, I think that's the first thing. I think it's human nature, but also in a time when we're being sold to every damn day, um, we're just getting sold strategy after strategy of like, this is the one way to do things. Like if you do this exact strategy, your business is going to explode overnight or, and the really sad reality is that so many of those promises that we're being sold on the internet aren't actually real and aren't actually true. Not to say that they're all not, many of them, you know, many are, um, but it doesn't mean it's always going to work for you. So, um, I think it's twofold. I think it's yeah, human nature, but also the information that we're being, is being shoved down our throats every single yeah. day. Absolutely. It's just relentless, isn't it? And I think it's something that we need to also be, I love that you help people to step into their own power and to find that uniqueness because otherwise it's so inauthentic that it's completely unsustainable, right? Like they can only do it for so long before they burn themselves out because they're trying to be somebody they're not. It's true. I, I think that you quickly start to realize if your business is building traction and gaining momentum, if something is not in alignment. Mm -hmm. And I think the longer you're in business for the more you, the more you own your magic as you continue on, because, because you trust yourself more. I mean, in terms of self-trust and, and self-trust is such a key component when it comes to building your business, but self-trust comes from, building evidence. And so when we're starting in business and we don't necessarily have the evidence there that supports the reality that we can do business, we can be successful, we can grow this. Um, it, it's, it's so much, yeah, it's so much harder to know, okay, this is the reality for me. Um, and so therefore we look to other people, but when we're further along and we know that there is enough evidence that's been culminated over, you know, X amount of months or X amount of years, we start to believe more and more. And I think we then start to get a little bit like, okay, I know that I can do this and I, and I know, and you know, combine client feedback and all of those things, you start to know what it is that makes you, you, um, and what makes you unique. So yeah, it, it's, yeah, you're right. It, which then helps you stop. And when you see those other things that online, you'd be like, mm, that's not for me. Or you can start to see that it's actually not the right fit for your business at all. And even though that some people are doing it that way, that's perfect for them, but it may not be perfect for you. Exactly. So do you find that you find women really struggle with that comparison consistently? Comparisonitis is super real super real. Um, I think we've all been there. I don't know. I don't know anyone, client, peer, mentor, um, who hasn't experienced that at some point or another. Um, so for anyone watching or listening, if you're feeling that or you're in that, please know you're not alone. It's so real. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that it's really common when I think about once again, coming back to what the online world 
looks like and what we're exposed to every day and the ease at which we can scroll and see, you know, 50 different women doing different things that we want to be doing. I think it's so easy for us to, to move into that space um, of comparisonitis. And I, I think that's why it's really, really important to create practices in our lives where we're able to mitigate those feelings and um, move through them and recognize when it flares up for us. So to give you an example, I know for me that if I'm tired or I'm stressed or I've had maybe something come up in my day that was less than ideal, if I jump on Instagram for a little scroll that evening and I see like five people that are killing it, then I might feel those feelings because I'm not in my like best heart opening energy in that moment. Um, whereas if I have a little scroll and I've had a great day or I'm you know in my best self energy and my cup is like full and overflowing, it's going to be a totally different story. I'm probably going to be like, this is amazing. You know, so proud of everyone doing all their things. Um, so I think it's just recognizing and honoring um, that we all feel that at some point you know, or another, it doesn't mean anything. Um, it's just real. And just to really take care of ourselves and recognize that, Hey, how can I limit my usage when I know that this is going to, to come up for me? Um, so that I, so that I'm not literally putting myself in harm's way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that concept because it's like, that sounds like me all over. Like anytime I'm having a great day, I'm like celebrating people and commenting. And then it's the other days you're just like, Oh my God, I'm doing everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fascinating. Do you have women that come to you that have a negative perception about social media and that they, they know that they need to use it for their business, but they really struggle with the concept of it? Yeah, quite often. So I, I mean, quite often, but usually if I'm working with a client, they, if probably more, um, women maybe in my communities, but if a client comes to me, they know that there's going to be an online component component. Like that's what they're signing up for. Um, but if ever I hear that my view around social media, my opinion around it is so I grew up in a household, um, where my parents were both small business owners. Um, and I watched them grow their business. You know, they worked in mechanical services, so very different business, but, um, I, I observed them growing that they had three or four businesses throughout my childhood and marketing was something that was challenging because there weren't that many options or ways to do it. You know, we lived in a smaller town and it was basically like, put the sign up on your car or put an ad in the local paper, or if you could afford it, maybe do some radio advertising. Um, there were just so, so, um, so fewer options. Whereas now we have a device that is quite literally in our hands, like 80% of the time. And with that device, we're able to connect to platforms that enable us to have conversations with people all over the world who are potential customers. Mm. If that is not an incredible, incredible blessing for free, might I add, then I don't know what is. And so I think that it's a little bit like most things in life as humans, we're wired for negativity bias. And so it's very easy for us to go, social media is evil. It's, it's, you know, creating mental health problems and all these things, which are absolutely, there is that side to it. And so I, I'm not saying that it doesn't um, have its challenges or negative um, connotations because it absolutely does. But in terms of the ability to show up and build our businesses, it is such an incredible tool that we have access to. Mm -hmm. So if ever I hear that, that's usually my response is that we should be recognizing it for what it is, which is this incredible opportunity. And it's like anything that fear around showing up online. It's usually because it's just something new that we haven't done before and it just takes practice and it just requires us to lean into it and, um, you know, utilize tools and strategy and, you know, potentially work with a coach or whatever it might be to be able to go, okay, how do I move through this? How do I, um, you know, move through my fear of, of speaking, you know, like you would with public speaking or, learn how to, to frame content in a way where I can tell stories or, um, you know, utilize the platforms and tap into, um, yeah, tap into the platforms themselves to know how to use them properly and all of those things. So 
it really is an incredible tool. It's just about, um, yeah, knowing, knowing how to use it in a way that feels good for us. And use it that helps to support you. So if your feed is filled with things that are creating a negativity in you, if they are creating anger or if they are depressing you, like get rid of them, unfollow people, stop following people that make you feel like crap. Like it's utilizing that tool. And I think no matter what generation we were born into, like there is always going to be things that it will look at we look at it from a negative place. Does that make sense? Like, you know, years ago it would have been something else that we were blaming for all the depression and the anxiety issues, but now there's this. And so I also believe that the generation will actually help to create amazing solutions that will overcome that as well. It doesn't necessarily mean that we need to shut all the social media out, but there are other ways to build businesses, but why not do it the easy way? Like (laughs) people, it's already there for us. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Christine. I think that um, it's a new time and we are still really the first generation that is having access to it in this way. So with that, we're experiencing all facets of what social media is and means, not just for us as business owners, but for us as a society. So with that comes a whole myriad of different challenges. But as business owners, I also really believe in in energetics. And I think that if we're showing up um, treating this thing in our hands as something that is just a freaking pain in the ass, then it's probably not going to serve us. But if we're treating it as this incredible enabler, then it, it will likely be that. And I also like to talk to people about being part of the solution rather than, you know, adding to the negativity online. Like if you are wanting to share, to share a message to the world, if you're wanting to add positivity, then why not use that platform and let's start drowning out all that negativity and that way the world, it won't be as um, such a negative space to, to spend time in, right? Absolutely. Which comes back to self-responsibility and knowing that we all have a voice and an opportunity and, I guess if we were, you know, to look at so many things that are happening in the world right now, now more than ever, people really need, um, we all really need to, to look at our own self-responsibility and how we can um, individually and collectively make some big changes in the world. And social media is a really powerful way to do that. Mm, mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And you mentioned a little bit earlier about showing up online. So let's talk a little bit about visibility. So using social media is such a great way to do that and to be able to increase your reach, to be able to reach a lot more people. What do you feel holds people back from showing up online? Yeah. So all the mindset stuff comes up when, um, when we talk about showing up online. So just to list some off, um, fear of being seen, fear of rejection, fear of failure, um, fear of judgment. Fear of judgment. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole raft. Yeah, we can go on. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what if I, um, post something and my, sister's brother's girlfriend's cousin sees it that I went to school with, you know, like we laugh, but it's true. Um, I, I genuinely, I genuinely have heard some of those and, um, I'm not laughing about it to make light of it and, um, to trivialize it because it, it's very real. Um, when I was first to, to bring my own experience, when I was first showing up on social media for my business, I was, yeah, I was head of strategy in a corporate organization here in Perth. And I was talking about life coaching and topics that were considered, yeah, quite woo woo. And then going and sitting in a corporate office the next day with, you know, leaders of like mining companies, you know, some of the biggest in the world and um, worried about how they would take me seriously if they were to see something like that. And so I think that the, the biggest thing that I see that comes up is that we, we instantly think about all of the people that might see that content and what that's going to look like. Usually social media is just um, the way in which those, those inner feelings are being projected. So it's usually just a mirror of something more. So usually that mirror is those things that we talked about, that fear of rejection, that fear of failure, that fear of being judged, that fear of being seen. So, um, so it really is important when you are, showing up and you're starting to share your message to recognize like, what are these things that are holding me back? What does that look like? Because it's all very well and good to go and create a strategy. But if you're not allowing yourself the space to ask yourself questions around 
why am I showing up in this way or why am I not showing up in this way or why am I limiting myself right now, then it's going to be really, really hard to move forward. So I often say that it's like 80, 90% mindset and 10% strategy and marketing um, because really more of the work is about mindset. And when those shifts occur, that's when the results start to happen. So some practical strategies, you know, for anyone that might be feeling this, I would say definitely acknowledge those feelings. So we kind of try and sweep them under the rug and then move forward regardless, which is very challenging. Um, and you can often see that. Um, so allow yourself to honor and address those things. Come back to the fact that you are showing up for a specific ideal client. You're showing up for a person and that person is the person that you are um, sharing your products or services with, the person that is going to purchase from you. And so everyone else and their thoughts, it actually doesn't matter at all in relation to your business. And so that term, you've probably all heard the term like holding yourself back or getting in your own way. Like this is a classic example of that where if we're wanting our businesses to thrive, then we really need to be able to move through those things and go, okay, well, I'm showing up for my ideal client. That's the priority here. And so therefore I'm going to continue to do that even though I can see that like my brother or my mother or my cousin or my boss is looking at my stories um, because it's not for them. It's for my ideal client. So really allowing yourself to, yeah, to, to go, okay, who am I showing up for? And then moving through and creating some consistency through showing up and trusting that you will get better over time. So perfectionism is the thing that often tries to stop us from moving forward. Um, I often say perfectionism is just fear in nice shoes. Um, it, you know, we think it's like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. This is a good thing. It's so not. Um, and it's just a way of keeping us small and telling us that we have more work to do before we actually put ourselves out there. And so recognizing that, knowing that it is something that we need to move through um, and just starting before you're ready to really put yourself out there and trusting that you're going to get better with time. And noticing that you've got to start somewhere. And by starting now, you're not putting off your future for one, but to be mindful of who you're comparing yourself to. Cause I also have this with clients as well. And it's like people even compare themselves to me. And I'm like, yeah, but if you look at my social media three years ago, it was horrendous, like laughable. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it was about starting and taking the action and get building the confidence and knowing that it's okay to be a beginner and there are things that you're still learning. And when you're kind to yourself in that time, you're more likely than to continue to take the action to get to the place of feeling confident. Otherwise we yeah. just stay in the same place. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that it's also, a, a, I think because social media is so connected to being part of our personal life, right? We're sharing so much of our personal life on social media that when people then go to start a business online, they really just can't disconnect the two. Yeah, so the way I talk about this is about stepping into your CEO mindset. So, and if that word CEO um, feels icky or whatever, you can call it like your leader mindset or your business boss mindset or whatever word feels good for you. Um, but essentially what that is, is separating your personal self from your business. So, when I started my, so my business trading name is Ellie Swift. Um, we've got a separate company name, but I'm quite literally Ellie Swift. And I knew that it was really, really important for me when I was starting my business to be able to create that separation between Ellie Swift, the brand and Ellie Swift, the person. And so what I did was allow myself to go, okay, so I, I we call the business Swift Ventures, which is the company name, just behind the scenes so that we are able to differentiate always um, just because it helps in our internal team. Um, but I knew that I needed to go, all right, well, how can I, Ellie Swift, serve the business? And what does that look like? And so does that mean that I show up differently as Ellie Swift, the CEO? No, it doesn't. I'm still one and the same, but it means that I'm always thinking of what does the business need from me today? What can I do for the business? How can I show up for the business today? What piece of content can I share that will reach my ideal client for the business? Like everything is for the business. And so I utilize myself. And if we 
you know, I know that a lot of your audience is incredible, heart-centered, um, you know, as you said earlier, like interested in more woo-woo concepts. Like I genuinely believe that um, I have been chosen to be a vehicle for the messages that I'm sharing through my business. And when I think of it in that way, it all comes from a place of service. So it's always about how can I show up to share these messages through the business. Um, and when you do that, it's also a really powerful strategy and way to be able to recognize that it really doesn't matter what we think and feel because that has nothing to do with service. So when you have that CEO mindset, you're thinking through that lens, it's so much easier to go, hey, this is total BS that I'm not sharing this. Like that's just me being afraid or that's just me feeling this because when I think about being of service and I've got my CEO hat on and I'm going, well, what's the best thing for the business? It is 110 the best thing for the percent, the best thing for the business to show up and share X message. Mm, love it. Love thinking about the business outside of ourselves because it just takes away all the self-doubt, the nonsense that we keep telling ourselves and it helps us to really see it completely different. And I love that. I love that concept. So I'd love to hear your take on, there's a lot of marketing talk out there where we talk about becoming the expert and being seen as the expert. I would love to hear your take on that when it comes for heart-centered businesses who we're showing up as the business. How do you like to navigate that? So there's two parts to this, I think. I think there's both um, that term, the expert, and how to move through that. And then I think there's a conversation around integrity that maybe I'll talk to second. Cool. So... I find that that word expert can be, um, it can be such a buzzkill. Like if we have to think about ourselves as the expert, um, like how many times has someone said to you, like, remember you're the expert, you've got to show up as an expert. And especially as women, the first thing that comes up for us is we go, but I'm not but I'm not an expert. I don't know everything. How do you define an expert? And then you try and read like 50,000 books about what an expert actually means, you know? So it's such a, it's, it's almost an ambiguous term. There's a really great book called Outliers actually that um, talks about how to define an expert, which I love. Um, but that word can really throw people, especially in the early stages of their business, because it can feel disempowering if you don't believe you are an expert yet. So if you relate to any of what I just said there, then my recommendation would be, and I can't claim this one. This is a, um, a technique that I learned from Denise Duffield Thomas, but I absolutely love it. She suggests referring to yourself as a contributor. So instead of feeling like you need to be an expert when you're showing up and you're sharing information, instead look at it through the lens of, well, I have something to share on this topic. I've got value to add on this topic. There's conversations that I can have around this that are going to be really supportive to my ideal client. So therefore I am a contributor. Am I saying, you know, everything on this or um, am I saying, um, like, am I hitting all the key points? I don't know. It doesn't matter because I'm a contributor on this topic. Instantly removes the pressure, allows us to show up in a more powerful and potent way when we perceive ourselves as that. So. That's my thoughts on that term expert and, and in terms of how we're showing up, especially in the early stages. That said, and this is almost kind of like on the flip side of that, I, you know, we're seeing right now in a time where there are a lot of coaches and healers and consultants and incredible humans out there, especially in the online space, there's a real lifestyle trend towards obviously building businesses like ours. Um, do I think that's a bad thing? Style. Exactly, right? Do I think that's a bad thing? No, I don't. Do I think that it is frightening when it doesn't come from a place of service and integrity? Hell yeah, I do. So I think that it's really, really important if you are, if you're listening to this and you're considering, um, you know, say you're sitting at your desk right now and you're like, oh my God, I just want that kind of a life. I do want that freedom lifestyle. And that's okay. I wanted that too. But you know what I wanted more? I'm. It was more that I wanted to serve people from deep place of integrity. Um, I wanted to truly be of service. I wanted to support people and make change in their lives. Um, I wanted to be the type of consultant, the type of coach that actually made an impact. And so I would recommend that you always are leading with that service mindset and desire to make 
incredible change in your clients' lives. And then you might have those secondary desires around freedom and laptop lifestyle and all of those things. And that's great. Um, but operating from that place of service and integrity is really important. Mm, love that. I think it's so important. And I love, I've also read that with Denise Duffield Thomas, like being a contributor, adding to the conversation because silence isn't supporting anybody, right? Yeah. So keeping yourself quiet and not adding to the conversation because you don't believe you're an expert is only going to keep you playing small and, and staying stuck. So that's beautiful advice. Thank you. It's awesome. Sure. I would love to dive into now a little bit more about your take on how you build community online. Cause I think it's such an important part of business and we see some people online that do it so well but there's so much that goes into it. So I'd love to hear your take on how do you encourage people to build community online? Yeah, I think that community is wildly important uh, when it comes to online business. And it's always, always a part of the strategies that I'm building with my clients. Um, when it comes to community, the first thing that you want to do is really think about, well, what are the unifying themes or topics that are really relevant to the people that I'm wanting to bring together. So in other words, how can I bring these people together? Like, what does that look like? What is the way in which I'm going to bring them all together in a way that they're going to go, hell yeah, I want to be part of that community. Um, and so in terms of online, we're talking like really practically like bringing people together through Facebook groups or, um, you know, bringing people together through you know, your Instagram platform or whatever it might be. So how do I bring people together? What are the messages that unite people? What does that look like? Um, and just on that, you sh this should always be deeply intrinsically linked to your business and what it is that you're selling. Because when it comes to heart-centered sales, which I'm all about, sales is still a key word in that. And building community takes time and it's something that takes a lot of energy, um, especially as your communities get bigger. And so it has to be something that is also deeply of service to you and your business Otherwise, you're not going to be consistent and it's just not going to work. Um, harder, not smarter. Exactly. So knowing what it is that unifies people. So for example, I've got a Facebook group. Um, you know, we've got um, over a thousand women in that group who come together and it's Shine Online with Ellie Swift. That was a very accidental plug. Um, and everyone that comes into that group, they want to know how to shine online. Like that is the objective of being there. And so all of the conversations are related to, well, how can I shine online? Like how can I show up in my business online? So that's the unifying theme. And then I obviously engage with my community through all stages of their business and will share with them the relevant products and services that I offer. Um, so knowing that is really important. Being there and showing up consistently, like consistency is not the sexiest thing in the world, but it is one of the most important things. It really is. Um, I've personally thought about so many different ways. Like how can I package consistency to make it sexier for people? You know what? There's just no way. Um, it's just saying like consistency is wildly important and it's the difference between taking that ongoing inspired action and demonstrating your commitment to your dreams and continuing to show up both for yourself and your people and not and being flaky and, you know, that leading to distrust because, you know, if you can't show up for them in a free space, then how is someone ever going to want to pay for your services, right? So Exactly. Being really consistent with your messaging and the way in which you show up for your community, allowing ways for your community to connect and get to know one another that doesn't just involve you being at the epicenter. So um, I'm a really big believer in community being hopefully there's a train going past right now, which you're probably going to hear. Um, I'm a really big believer in community being about you know, everyone is here in this circle, this space together. Everyone's learning from one another. Um, everyone's showing up in a really beautiful um, way where there's a lot of reciprocity. And so when you're creating community, it's all about that intention of, is that what you want? Is that um, something that you want to cultivate? If so, how are you going to create that? What do the rules of that community look like? What are the boundaries within that community? How can you create conversations that are going to allow other people to um, really get to know one another and share with one another that doesn't just involve you being at the epicenter, like I said. So that's really important. Um, another thing is uh, the content that you share, obviously. So 
sharing information that is super valuable, um, just laden with value and information that's going to serve and be supportive um, and, and encourage people to come back time and time again. Um, community is a huge part of, of my business and I think it, it, like it, wrapping all of that in a bow, it comes back to that desire and intention to, to build incredible community. I actually believe that community building is one of the parts of marketing where there's really not that many tricks to it. It is just about those solid foundations and showing up in a way that builds trust over time. So it's something that I think anyone can do by tapping into the power of consistency and content and, and intention. Mm, I totally agree. Absolutely. I, I started events here in Brisbane last year and started them with a friend and have just continued them on. And I'm up to like next week is my 19th event, which is just insane. Um, but I started out with a, with a mindset that we're going to do four of them, one a month, four of them to build that consistency, to prove to people that we're reliable, right? And to be able to, to, be able to show that this is worthwhile showing up to, because I think that's something that happens so much online as well as in person that people start things and they give up on themselves so quickly that then it doesn't actually allow them to build that trust to build the business, to build the consistency, to build the community, to build the following. Like yeah. it's so intrinsically yeah, intertwined. I totally agree. Absolutely. And then even with your mastermind, you then bring, bring people together in person. Hey. So the mastermind is completely online as well. So oh. my entire business is run online. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, so I must've seen you were doing something else with some of the beautiful you crew. Maybe. That's well, I, so what you may have seen is that we did, um, I did a brunch for some of the women that lived in Perth. And then I also did a dinner when I was in Melbourne, um, with some of the team over there, but yeah, that was just more like a meetup. So when I was in different areas, but everything related to the, to the course itself, we run online, which is incredible because it goes to show that you really can't like everything I've ever done um, minus a few initial one-to-ones when I first started my business that were face-to-face, -face, everything else has always been online. Um, it's just the type of business that I prefer to create. Um, and it comes back to knowing your unique blend of magic, knowing how you want to work. For me, it was always online so that I had that flexibility choice, but also um, I'm like a really extroverted introvert and being able to run an, a business online just supports me in so many ways. Awesome. And it's so beautiful to honor that because so many yeah. people don't, they think that they have to do it. Like we were saying earlier, they just have to do it the way everybody else does it. But when you do that, you can burn yourself out. And it's just so important that you really find out what's your, your unique magic and your way of doing it. That's awesome. Exactly. Exactly That's right. I'd love to know what's, what's something that you've learned about yourself over the journey of your business? Oh, where do I start? What's something I've learned about myself? Um, you know, the thing that's coming up for me um, is that I can do anything. And um, I think that that's probably a great message to share because um yeah, I, I can do anything. You know, I've, I've failed, although I don't really ever use that word. Um, I've um, stumbled, I've done things wrong. I've misjudged things, mistimed things. Um, I would definitely change a million things in hindsight. Um, but I'm really proud of the fact that I've had a dream um, and I've followed that dream to, to show up for myself and for my clients and really allow myself to go all in on that. And I did not believe I could do anything when I first started. I had self-belief and I had a vision, um, but I, I really do now go, well, I, I believe that there are so many things that I can do because I've allowed myself to believe that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, um, yeah, it's quite a powerful thing to feel. Is there any practices that you have that helps to support that self-belief? So many. Um, I, uh, and they've really evolved and shifted over time. Um, taking time every single day to connect back to myself is wildly important to me. Um, I start my morning every morning with time to myself. So I get up at about 5.30, 6 o'clock 
5.30 right now or five o'clock because it's beautiful and sunny in the middle of summer, well, not the middle of the start. Um, but I take that time every morning to this time of year, I go for a swim. I live just by the beach and I'll do an ocean swim every morning, um, followed by a little meditation and giving myself time to really connect with my intention for that day. Um, then I'll allow myself to be as mindful as possible just for the first couple of hours when I'm awake. I don't touch my phone. I don't go online at all for the first couple of hours. Um, and then usually I'm at my desk at like eight o'clock. Um, so that is really important for me to be able to take that time every single day to come back to myself so that by the time I do step into clients and emails and all the things, um, I've really, yeah, really topped myself up. Um, I get a lot of sleep. <laughs> I'm a really big believer in sleep. And I always like to say when I start sharing things like this, I am not a mama yet. And I have a lot of clients that are. And so I know that um, some of these practices are a little bit indulgent at this stage in my life. Um, and that one day they may shift or change. But right now I'm leaning into all that indulgence. <laughs> Um, I'm so, sorry. I agree. Take it while you can. This yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get a lot of sleep. Um, I, um, I, I do a lot of things like, um, affirmations and, um, I, I throw myself in the deep end with projects and kind of have to find the answers. I, um, surround myself with a lot of other great women. I always have mentors that I'm learning from. Um, I spend a lot of time um, forming relationships with like-minded women that I can go to for support. Um, so I wouldn't say that even though my business is, is me, um, you know, I've got an amazing team behind the scenes now and I've got a, a lot of women around me in terms of friendships and, and peers as well. And that's really important for me, for my mental health and um, for, for that ongoing self-belief and success in my business. So absolutely is the answer to that. There's so many things and I think it's really important to have those practices surrounding yourself with people that also believe in you is so key you know I've got an incredible partner um, and he you know because there's those moments where you will wobble I think self-belief is so important and everyone says you need to have it to be successful and I absolutely believe that to be true but are you going to feel that sense of self-belief in every single second of every single day no you won't and so having those people around you that will hold you in that when you aren't necessarily feeling it is really powerful. So yeah, that's something else that I do for sure. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think it's something that's so important and I've got a very close group of friends as well. who do the same that they'll always remind you of how powerful you are, remind you of how amazing you are in those times where you're completely doubting everything. And I think that's a really important, important part to cultivate those relationships so you can have that connection. It's really important. Yes, absolutely. So what's something you've been really proud of and what you've achieved over your years of business? You know, the thing that I, the moments that I'm most proud of are probably the moments that, um, people don't see, which might be, um, a moment in a one-to-one -one client session where a client has a life-changing aha or when I'm on a call with my Swift Marketing Mastermind women and, um, you know, they're telling me about what they've moved through and achieved in that past week or fortnight. Um, it, it's those moments. It's seeing that impact in the life of another individual that makes me most proud um, and is the reason that I get out of bed every morning and keep doing this work. Um, more, I guess, the things I'm proud of, the things my ego is proud of, I would probably say is things like, um, you know, having a um, building a wait list of one-to-one -one coaching less than a year into my business, um, growing it to multi six figures in, in less than a couple of years in, um, building a team, um, creating a network of incredible, incredible humans of having ideal clients that I'm genuinely inspired by and just adore. Awesome. Awesome. So good. And what are you excited for, for 2020? Oh my God. I'm so excited for 2020. The thing that I am most excited about is that I, along with an incredible girlfriend of mine who I actually mentioned at the top of, of this interview, Rachel McDonald, um, who has been a coach for seven plus years, um, and is just 
a, a world-class, incredible business owner, entrepreneur, human. Um, her and I have come together to create a course for coaches. It has been something that we have been talking about and um, brainstorming and heartstorming for many months now. Um, we have both recognized that you know, we both have huge coaching communities and there's that real need to be able to share an incredible framework for how to build your business when you are a coach and you're, you know, you're aiming to get clients and really create a business that is um, something that suits you and, and your unique life and set of circumstances. So we are launching that course in January. The waitlist is up now. So um, if you are interested in joining that, then you can jump on over to um, LEH Swift, which is my Instagram. You can sign up to that there. Um, but that's going to be incredible. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a complete game changer for the women that are part of it. You know, speaking of community, um, it, it's very much something where we are, we're talking daily about what that community is going to look like and how we can bring these women together so that they can also obviously, um, you know, learn the content that we're sharing, but also create this incredible community of coaches that support one another from hearing. So there's a bunch of other stuff, but that's the thing that's, that's on my heart and mind right now. Beautiful. That sounds awesome. And in regards to your personal development for yourself, what are you leaning into for 2020? I am really looking at, I'm really interested in spiritual psychology at the moment. Um, and I, I don't know what that looks like for me personally in 2020. I haven't decided that yet. Um, but I, I feel like I'm naturally constantly continuing to move forward with learning and evolving my marketing skills always like that's just a given um but I'm feeling really called to expand some of the the deeper um psychology work next year awesome exciting so much going on it's awesome so much there's a lot happening <laughs> the way well, I like it yeah absolutely I'm the same <laughs> So thank you so much. I really want to uh, just say a huge thank you for being a part of the podcast and to coming on and, and jumping on and sharing your insights and your knowledge. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Is there anything you'd like to end on? Anything else, anything other advice you'd like to give as we finish off? Um, I guess, you know, parting advice would, would always be, um, you know, coming, continue to come back to that, that sense of self-belief, like you really can do anything um, and, and know that that is absolutely possible for you. And wherever you're at on your business journey, um, wherever you might be at this point, whether you're, um, you know, feeling like there's some kind of hurdle you're in or not sure of what the next step looks like, um, come back to trust and knowing that you're being called to this work for a reason. And there absolutely is, um, you know, you wouldn't be doing this work if you weren't meant to. So trust the next step um, and have a chat. Come over and have a chat always. Um, so, yeah, you can find me at elliswift.com or lehswift on Instagram. Beautiful, beautiful advice. Thank you so much for sharing. I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes and we'll connect with you online. Thank you again and I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Christine. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.